I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. I attended my first National Homebrewers Conference this past week. It was pretty fantastic. I have to say the organizers did a really good job of putting it together. It broke down into a couple of interesting distinct parts. During the days, there were seminars that were very rich in information, of course, of value to a homebrewer like me. In parallel, there was an expo space that hosted a couple of things. First, there were booths from a variety of vendors. Those were suppliers, equipment manufacturers, any number of companies that focus in on the homebrewing market. Also, there was a space for uh, homebrew clubs to gather in a more social setting to share beer that they had brought specifically to the conference and to make connections. In the evenings, there were night-by-night different, much more socially focused gatherings. Before things got started, there were a couple of parties. There were some industry parties and others. The one I went to was put on by a network of podcasts out on the West Coast, the Brewing Network. The second night was a craft brewing expo. This was for more for the pros to show off and bring their wares and had an impressive array, especially strongly weighted towards local craft breweries in the Delmarva region. The second night was the club night. This is where homebrew clubs and attendants could register for tables, bring several kegs, and do thematic presentations. I didn't make it out for that night, but from the pictures I saw on social media, it was a thing to behold. The final night was the banquet and the award ceremony for the National Homebrewing Competition, which coincides, of course, with conference. For family-related reasons, I didn't make it to the banquet or the award ceremony either, but that was live-streamed if you're interested in checking it out. I think I probably, in retrospect, would have gotten more value from it had I actually put a couple of beers into the competition, win, lose, or otherwise. Overall, I had a great time and learned a lot. I actually made a couple of friends there, especially on the first day, which was awesome. There were a lot of things that I learned. I think opportunities to do things a bit better the next time I should choose to go. First, I think given the logistics involved in getting there and the size of everything, considering the anxiety that I have around crowds, this may be a once every two or three years kind of thing that I do. And ideally one when the hosting city is a bit closer to home, like it was this year in Baltimore. There is a lot of beer, not surprisingly, at this event. Pacing becomes a challenge, not in the least because when you go onto the expo floor to kind of check out the goods on display, every second or third vendor has a jockey box. They offer two to four beers that in some way relate to what it is that they have on display on their table. You're limited to two ounce pours and you get a a nice commemorative tasting glass for that. I feel like in a lot of ways I was equipped by my experience last this uh, the week prior and the year before at Saver to undertake pacing in such a way that I didn't hurt myself. It was still a bit of a challenge. That first full day after visiting the totality of the expo floor and sampling most of the beers on offer, going to the craft expo night that night was definitely very difficult. 
I feel fortunate that I do have access to a lot of the breweries that, uh, the majority of the breweries actually, that were involved in the, the craft night that first night. So didn't feel as compelled to try everything, relying on the fact that I could get things locally that were of interest. All the same, there was a lot on offer and a lot of surprising breweries from across the country that were there and serving. I do clearly recall the moment when I was done, though. I heard the 10-minute warning, the oft-lamented one that comes 10 minutes too late, and actually adhered to it. So, was in pretty good shape the next morning. A couple of other quick lessons. The next time I go, I'm going to try to arrange to go with friends, whether by then I'm more actively involved with a club and have that social context, or just have some known quantities. Just knowing myself and how I do in large crowds like that, I do a lot better when I have people around me that I know well as sort of a buffer. Just... On the simple logistics side, I spent a lot of time the first morning I was there wandering around getting needful things like a backpack to haul around uh, goodies, to haul around my own beer to offer to new friends, and a hat. It is in June, and we had some glorious weather in Baltimore, so the first night I came back to my hotel room to realize that my, uh, my bear scalp was pretty well lobster red. I like walking. But you do a lot of walking at this conference, even just getting seminar to seminar. My hotel was maybe a five-minute walk away. That doesn't sound very far, but it adds up quick. So the next time I go, I think I'll pay a lot more attention to just how close the hotel is to the conference space. I'm not sure I would get a room in the same venue because then I think you have to deal with a lot more noise and sort of crowding in terms of people coming straight off of the conference. But maybe the next street, or maybe two minutes rather than five minutes away, might make all of the difference. Otherwise, the scheduling was great in terms of allowing a lot of time to get to especially a lot of the high-profile events, like the keynote and toast, the first full day of the conference. And I think that aspect of it, more than anything else, will eventually draw me back, that it was just so well-scheduled so well put together, and I'm definitely looking forward to dipping into the archives to catch up on all the seminars I didn't get a chance to attend in person. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States license. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.